This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to, that's a weird hello, like, hello hello, and welcome to the Guna Talk, back with you guys for another episode of the Guna Talk, hope you're doing good, hope you're doing well, see these aren't pre-recorded so I can't like do this again and try not to do a really strange hello to kick things off, um, but you're going to have to deal with that, uh, those listening on audio platforms are going to be thinking what on earth is he doing, um, but good morning everybody joining us uh, for the show as always, it's the Arsenal Transfer Show every morning 8am. The last one of the transfer window, because tomorrow, of course, is deadline day. And as I said, I'm working six till four. So there won't be an 8 a.m. live show, um, which sucks. Um, But it does mean that I suppose I won't be uh, doing a show without knowing a lot more about what might be happening in the window. I'm planning on doing a show at four o'clock when I finish my deadline day shift. Just kind of round up what the situation is at the moment. And probably one in the evening towards when things close. But don't worry, if you've enjoyed tuning in at 8 a.m. every morning, never fear, because the 8 a.m. shows do not stop once the window closes. We just turn this into the Arsenal News Show, and we do shows still every morning at 8 a.m. So do continue to join us. Same format, all the news rounded up. We'll then start looking ahead to fixtures, news on injuries. Of course, still looking at transfers and looking ahead to the summer transfer window. Um, but it's kind of weird to know that I won't be doing another 8 a.m transfer show dedicatedly until after the season has finished after today that is that is a weird thought very weird thought indeed anyway this month has been kind of crazy we've done business we've done stuff uh we want more stuff to happen uh we keep our fingers crossed but uh, a lot needs to change between now and tomorrow's deadline for that to happen. Uh, good morning to people joining us in the chat box. Uh, we've got, uh, I can see StreamYard is doing the dirty work again and not showing me who was actually first. Let's go into YouTube. Pini Wing, good morning to you, to Matt G, to Rich, to James, uh, to Olu, Tony, Dave, Matt G, Amira. Uh, we've got James, Red Star, Martin, uh, Harrison, Carl, Machiavelli. Uh, good morning, everybody else as well joining us. I see that StreamYard is, is trying to mug people off again by ruining it. Um, but uh, I've solved the problem by jumping over to the YouTube app instead. Uh, okay, uh, let's get on with today's stories. Do drop a like, do close, do close, don't close anything. Do drop a like and drop a push onto that subscribe button. 
uh, would be very much appreciated. Uh, Arsenal's girls smashed Leeds uh, 9-0 in the FA Cup. Uh, they progressed through to the next round, so plenty of debuts as well, which is always great to see. Things in good hands under Jonas Ideval. We hope to, to get as far as we can. Of course, it was disappointing getting beaten by Chelsea in the final. Um, but uh, this year, who knows? Maybe Arsenal can go all the way as they continue to push ahead with some really important and impressive performances without the likes of Beth Mead and Viv Miedemar, of course, as well, who are both out with long-term injuries potentially for the whole of the season. Uh, Hector Bellerin is said to be closing on a loan move to sporting. However, I did put this in before the news dropped this morning that Pedro Porro's move to Tottenham might be off. Uh, now, David Ornstein has reported this, that apparently at the last moment, Sporting have changed the turn or reneged on the terms. Um, and he has now been told to fly back to Lisbon um, in order to, well, return to training, I assume, which is hilarious for Spurs. Uh, I really hope they don't get that done because Poro is a very good player. And uh, it could also affect this loan deal with Bellerin. So, uh Despite the fact that Sporting may uh, not be seeing Porrega the other way, it obviously would affect Hector Bellerin's potential move to Sporting as well. But ha-ha Spurs, that's all I can say to that one. Uh, sticking with Sporting, uh, they have also supposedly won the race for a player linked with Arsenal, Diamande of Midgeland. We reported uh, and told you about reports the other day uh, of both Man City and Arsenal's interest in the Midgeland midfielder. And Sporting have paid a total €20 million, Euros, which includes around €12.5 million Euros worth of add-ons, to get this deal done. Uh, he's an exciting young player, 19 years of age, central midfielder. Could have been an option for Arsenal this window, but... Sporting are the ones that have won the race, it seems, for him uh, with quite a serious fee for the Portuguese side. Uh, PSG have agreed a deal to sign Skriniar, which, of course, fears eases, eases fears sorry, of the, the, the dynamic of William Saliba and potentially PSG going in for him. We know that PSG were a team with a genuine interest in William Saliba, but now having signed Skriniar on a free transfer in the summer, although they are looking at seeing if they can bring that move forwards to January, now they've completed that deal. It does ease fears somewhat surrounding whether or not we would lose uh, Saliba to PSG. So that uh, is always important to remember. Now, I, I kind of rushed through those, not necessarily rushed through them, but covered them quite quickly. There's not loads to discuss in terms of other stories uh, because Arsenal have supposedly had a second bid rejected for Moises Caicedo. Uh, we know, of course, the player has wanted to leave. We know that he's wanted to move on from the club. And uh, there is an expectation that that isn't going to happen. Uh, of course, we know that Arsenal had already had a £60 million bid rejected. We're now finding out that they've had a £70 million bid rejected, which was £60 million plus £10 million in add-ons. Uh, Brighton remains standing firm on this position. And I don't really expect this to change, to be honest, if you consider the fact that if you've got up to £70 million for a player who is, you know, if we're being honest, worth far less than that. Um, I just don't see Brighton ever selling him, even for something even more crazy um, than what we've already offered, which doesn't surprise me at all. Now, I think Arsenal may have been buoyed a little bit by Deserby's comments after the game against Liverpool, in which Brighton knocks Liverpool out of the FA Cup, which means that now the only ones remaining in that competition are City, 
Spurs and Manchester United are the top six. Arsenal, Newcastle, uh, Liverpool and uh, Chelsea are all out of the competition. It's opening up a lot. And Brighton will look at the FA Cup as a potential trophy they can win this season, for sure. Uh, two routes potentially into European football, either by winning the FA Cup or, of course, by getting into the top seven, six or four. Um but Deserby said that they can basically cope without him, which I think sparks a lot of discussion. I really didn't read it the same way that everyone else did. I did not see this as kind of a come and get Caicedo because we can cope without him. I very much saw this as why on earth would the manager undermine his existing players that could stay by saying that they can't achieve what they want to achieve unless they have Caicedo. It would be so counterintuitive to say that, we need Caicedo to reach our goals or we need we, we can't do it without him. Because what does that say about your existing players? I didn't really didn't read into Deserby's quotes saying that Brighton have kind of resigned themselves to losing him. There's also been suggestions that uh, Brighton are looking at alternatives. They've made a signing uh, or they are in the uh, process of making a midfield signing at the moment, but uh, it's not to be a replacement to Caicedo. So... I don't see this deal happening. Uh, I'm, I, As I've said, I'm really not confident. I was on with Dan Potts last night on his channel. And even though we were talking you know, very positively about Caicedo, I maintain that my, my view on the deal is that it won't happen. Brighton don't need to sell the player. And you know the money that we're offering is not worth more to them than the potential of them getting into European football for this season. It's just not worth the same. Um, it is worth far more to them to try and keep Caicedo and get that European action. Now, Obviously, a lot of people left comments in yesterday's video talking about kind of their views and their frustrations about the Caicedo situation. Um, for me, it comes down to a couple of things. Caicedo, and we're talking about him being unhappy. There's a number of examples of players, as I've said before, that are unhappy at clubs, that ask for moves, that don't get their move, and then go and sign brand new contracts, increase their wage, play at that club for a little longer before adding their move later on. I'd imagine that's probably what would happen with Caicedo. They'd probably put him on an improved contract when the window closes, get him to refocus on the league, and then if he wants to move at a later date, then they'll allow him to do that. But in the middle of the season, they've already lost Trossard. They don't want to lose Caicedo as well. And so they've said that De Zerbi, of course, uh, he said himself, he's not the chairman, he's just the manager. So... It was strange to see some reports use his words as kind of gospel that Brighton therefore consider Caicedo expendable. That's not the case. So who do Arsenal go for? Well, the obvious one is potentially Amadou Nana. Uh, he has been suggested by Peter Rourke that we could be interested, as could be another, a number of other teams, in making a deadline day move for the midfielder. Um, another Belgian, of course, would join up with Trossards at the club and Laconga. However, he has supposedly been quite adamant that he's willing to help Everton try and stay up this season and not particularly interested in the move. He's also apparently rejected a potential move to Chelsea already. So how on earth we'd get him out of the club is a mystery to me. Other names I'm interested in, uh, and I'd love to do a discussion with you guys in the chat box about what other names, other people that you would like to see Arsenal potentially go for. We've seen people like Zubamendi. We've seen Ibrahim Abamba. Uh, there's very little time remaining for me to put together kind of a list of 30 midfielders. I am tempted to do it, um, but it's very little time remaining. I don't know how much shelf life that video would be worth uh, putting all the effort into making because they take quite a lot of effort to put together. Um, but I'm sure we'll get to that in part two. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. 
Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Okay, uh, let's jump into the chat and see what you guys are saying. Let's scroll up. Um, V-Dub says, uh, just pay the £52 million release clause for Zubamendi, and then he has no choice. It's a dirty move, but sometimes it needs to be done. Uh, that's not how it works. Um, you don't get the player just by releasing their uh, release clause. They do have a choice. You can't force a player to move somewhere they do not want to go. Um, I'm sorry that this is going to be a revelation to some of you, but if you activate a release clause, the player has to agree to the move. They can decide not to move if they want to. So sorry if that's big news. Um, But yeah, release clauses give the club no power at all. You know, the club have to relinquish the player if if the release clause is paid, but they will hope that the player rejects the move. Because let me fancy you this what if two clubs activate the release clause at the same time you can't cut the guy in half you know so yes the player has a decision to make once a team activates a release clause so sorry uh he does indeed have a choice um dan says how i wish if he stays his value drops like Hussein awar then they will learn the, <laughs> the, the bitter, uh, bitterest lesson you don't mess with arsenal um look it doesn't uh, the, the thing is, is it's difficult to see you know criticism of Arsenal you know we're really going in hard for Caicedo the criticism for me of Arsenal will be is if we don't get Caicedo we don't pivot quickly enough or we don't act quickly enough for another player uh that that's the the test for Edu you know I can give him credit for trying to push for a quality player in Caicedo but I can also be critical if we don't end up getting someone when there are players out there available especially those with the release clauses like if we talked about Ibrahim Abamba for instance if we don't go out and do some business um, people have suggested me Sander Berg as a potential option for us to sign this window. He's done well at Sheffield United this season in the Championship. Four goals, three assists. I was looking at this morning. Good for a midfielder. Um, and can play eight, can play six. Physical, you know, I think will come in and, and be able to give us more than Mohamed Elneny does, for instance. But uh, yeah, it's difficult, isn't it, to think of who you should go for. Uh, Ashish says, Ty Tom, do you think if Caicedo went on strike to get his move, uh, would it hamper the good relationship we have with Brighton for potential future signings? To be honest, you can have a good relationship with a club. And we have a good relationship with a club. Richard Garlick's got a good relationship with the club. But it doesn't matter in this case, uh, I don't think. I don't think it matters. Brighton's position on this is that they don't want to sell. He's not for sale. So it doesn't matter what we do, they're going to reject it. We've submitted two bids and they've both been almost instantaneously rejected. You know, they've really just at this moment in time been cast away. So I don't. Th- I think we could go up to 80 million. And to be honest, I think they'd still turn it down, is my view. That's why I said I've just never been confident that we can get this one done. I said it when we first did the announcement video of the bid. I said it in yesterday's show. I said it on Dan's show last night. I'm saying it now. I don't feel confident or optimistic about this because Brighton do not need 
to sell. Uh, Effie says, Anana is not good enough. Zubamendi is tailor-made for Arsenal. I find that kind of mad. I mean, I've watched Anana all of this season and part of when he was at Lille as well. Certainly, he's more than what Elneny is. He's got potential to be a competitor for Partey in the future. I think he's more than what I would describe as good enough. You know, I think he's a good player. You can all have your favourites, you know, but let's not <laughs> just kind of um, cast away options that just because we don't particularly like that option over another, because certainly Anana is a good player. Uh, James Curry says, should Arsenal use Chelsea's strategy of exploiting FFP's loophole before it gets closed? Caicedo at 21 is not enough to offer a seven or eight year contract to, which makes it a fee over each year more realistic. Of course, this will be the last window. It seems that clubs can agree eight or so year contracts with players. I do have a funny thought in my mind. Like if we have all of this crazy money, why not just go and annoy Chelsea and pay Enzo Fernandez's 120 million euro release clause? If we're up for spending stupid money, you know, 80 million quid, if we were to go that high for Caicedo, is that 100 million euros. So that, that, that we would hit that level. And you're thinking, do you go 20 million euros more, annoy Chelsea and get Fernandez? <laughs> it seems mad, but these are mad times at the moment. Um, Guna Lad says, Tom, uh, what do you think of the likelihood uh, will potentially sign Fresneda? I don't think there is a, a strong likelihood at the moment. I think he'll probably end up staying until the summer. Um, that Priscilla News account that was tweeting all loads of stuff about him has gone AWOL. So uh, very difficult to get much info on him. But the expectation is Dortmund haven't yet agreed anything. Apparently, there's not even been contact between Dortmund and the player. So it's just between the clubs that have sorted out what they would intend to pay. But no contact with the player on any club side has yet apparently happened. I think there's a lot of focus for Arsenal on the midfield right now, unfortunately. Maggie says, Tom Balogun's going against PSG. Yes, I didn't include that on the list of things and I should have done. Of course, we'll be doing at the start of February our loan report updates every month. We do an update of all the players that are on loan at Arsenal. We've been doing it, of course, with the World Cup. It interrupted things a bit. Um, but we'll return at the end uh, of this month, start of next month, with a loan report update on all of our players out on loan, including Brooke Norton Cuffey's new loan move uh, to Coventry. We've seen another couple of players. Asia Harry's moved on loan to Finland. Um, but Balogun's goal, woof, that kid. Special, special, special. Um, let's go down a little bit more. Uh, Tom says, with Barca unable to register Gavi, is there anyone in that squad we could potentially get? The obvious answer to the question is Franck Kessier. Um, he's the one that people would obviously suggest. So maybe he's who we should be looking at. Um, Adrian says, what I don't like about this pursuit of Caicedo is A, it advertises how much money we have and B, if we move for another target, it smacks of desperation. C, if we keep chasing Caicedo, it makes us look weak. Uh, I don't think it does. This is part and parcel of negotiations, to be honest, Adrian. This is just what happens. You know, you, Clubs like Arsenal are known to have a lot of money. No one in the world doesn't think Arsenal have a lot of money we're a very, very rich club with rich owners and have spent plenty of money in recent seasons. So it's no secret that we have money. Secondly, I don't think it's weak to keep chasing Caicedo. It's just part and parcel of the process of trying to sign players. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. It doesn't make you look weak. Thirdly, the advertising thing, that we've already kind of covered that. Another target of smacks of desperation. Now, if we move for another target, it means that we are trying to be prepared. We're trying to be able to show how well we can pivot I just think you're looking at it a very pessimistic way indeed. Uh, Tom says, aren't we getting uh, to the stage where only finding players with a release clause and no negotiation needed with the selling club is achievable? What would be the top targets like that? Zubamendi and Ibrahim Abamba are the two, of course, um, that uh, you know <laughs> that we're focusing on if, if we're looking at release clauses that have been linked to the club. They are the two that have release clauses. Uh, Leeds Gunner says, uh, is there any youth uh, player in our academy that could make the step up? A Tim Akinola 
recalled Patino. Tim certainly not. No, he's not of the level uh, at all. I don't think he'll make it at Arsenal with all due respect. I just don't think that's going to happen. Um, Charlie Patino, yeah. You know, as a last-ditch op- option, I would recall Charlie Patino than not sign anybody. I think that would make the most sense. Uh, scoring against Southampton did everything possible to raise his uh, um, his profile and show he can perform against Premier League opposition. So, yes, I, I would recall Charlie Patino, but I prefer to go and sign somebody um, between now and the end of the window. Uh, Dave says, what about Svanberg? Of course, Matthias Svanberg was a player that we were linked to previously. Um, he did move, I believe. He went to Wolfsburg. Uh, he left, was it uh, Bologna? Yes, it was. He left Bologna in 2022 to join Wolfsburg. Has played 16 times, scoring one goal for them. Haven't really tracked him this season because he left. So as soon as he left, uh, he kind of went off my radar. But Svanberg is a good point, Dave. He was linked with Arsenal in the past. Steve says, what about Joao Palinha uh, from Fulham? I think Fulham would ask for a mad fee. Um, but of course, maybe we have the ability to... to, to to get a deal for Palinja done. He's done very well since moving to Fulham. Been very, very impressed indeed. Not a bad shout at all. Uh, Kevin says, do you think we can still compete and survive without going for a CM slash DM this window? Clearly, Edu and Arteta have their budget and targets and don't want a panic buy. We don't want a panic buy, but what we should have is we should have contingencies. We should have backups. Uh, And when I say backups, I don't mean a backup to a player that's starting so that they are, quote unquote, a backup in the team. We need to sign competitors, but we should have backups to our plan A, B, C in the window. We've done it really well. You know, we've proven that we have those. We've wanted a lot of players that we've not been able to get. And the backup options that we've brought in have been really, really good and have pushed us towards where we are this season. So it's not about panicking. Um, The expectation from my end is that Arsenal need a midfielder. And if we don't bring in a midfielder this window... There is a part failure, unfortunately. I wouldn't describe the window as a failure in its entirety because I think we've done some good business this window. But it would be a failure not to bring in a midfielder. I mentioned this in the chat box at the start of the show. It is important to point out that Jakob Kivior has played more games at defensive midfield in Serie A than he has played at left centre-back. So uh, he's played over 2,000-odd minutes in midfield for Spezia. He's played less at centre-back. So I think there is obviously something to be said about that um, and his versatility may indeed come in handy between now and the end of the season. We'll have to wait and see how he transitions to the team, but uh, we need to make sure we are bringing a midfielder. It is absolutely a priority. Um, Alison says, uh, Arsenal, if you are listening, just move on to other targets. Do not make yourselves look stupid on this one. Yes, I can't disagree. We need to move on to alternatives, I think, at this stage. Gruner Jake says, Tom, I saw that Brighton have also submitted a bid for Sander Berg. Uh, do you think this is a possible sign that they may allow Caicedo to leave? I've not seen that. Let me have a quick look. Brighton Berg. Let's have a see of whether or not that's true. Um, Sander Berg is a target for Brighton, according to Alan Nixon. Uh I don't see anything saying that a bid, though, has been made for Sanderberg. Uh, just that this reporter has claimed that the, he's a target, but nothing about a bid going in. Um, so I think we may have to we may have to hold fire a bit on that one. But uh, fair suggestion because there is a link out there, but nothing regarding a bid at this stage. Uh, Arky says, "Do you think we'll see a late uh, bid for Rice?" Thanks for another great show. You're, you're very welcome. Uh, I'd be surprised uh, because I think that's very much for the summer, and Arsenal know that. Maybe to get that deal done, they need to do that in the summer. But 
anything's possible. I didn't think we'd be putting these kind of bids in for Caicedo, if I'm honest. So surprises are always possible during the window. Um, Matthew says, what happened to the days we get a last minute loan? They were often that they weren't good, but they were a body in the building. Um, I think because Arsenal wanted to move away from them, Matthew. I think we wanted to move on to better strategic options that would give us genuine quality immediately rather than just bringing in players like Ceballos or Denis Suarez, you know, Kim Kallstrom that never offered us enough. I'm, that's harsh on Ceballos probably, but certainly Kallstrom and Luke Denis Suarez never offered us anything, both, mainly because they were both injured for quite a lot of the time that they were here. So it was pretty tricky uh, to see anything from them. Akaka says, hey, Tom, uh, why can't we just pay that amount and get him? He's the perfect fit. Who? Who are you talking about? If you're talking about Caicedo, there isn't a, there isn't a price tag. He has no price tag genuinely do not buy into those reports saying Brighton are setting a 90 million or an 80 million or a 75 million. I'm sorry, with respect, it's just not true. They don't, they haven't set a price tag on him. They have not set a price tag on even Fabrizio Romano saying it's going to take something upwards of 70 million. He's guessing he's estimating. No one knows what Brighton actually want. No one. I don't think there is a price tag. He's not for sale. There is no price tag. So, you know, it's, it's very tricky. It's very, very tricky, but uh, it's not a case of just just spend the money, just pay 90 million. It's not that simple. They, they don't want to sell it. Like we could bid 90 million. They might even then say no, and then where are you at? It's very tricky indeed. Uh, scrolling down a little bit more. Uh, Giovanni says, I personally think we should finalise the Fresneda deal if needs be and use Ben White in the DM role if we need, because uh, bear in mind his position is based on if Partey gets injured. Um, Fresnader is a deal that doesn't look like it's happening this window, um, but who knows? Maybe the summer will happen, but it's a fair suggestion. I think that Kivior is more likely to play in midfield, though, than White from suggesting where he has played in the past. Uh, uh, let's go to uh, Kudus, uh, who says, I'm, I'm 100% certain that Arsenal won't sign Casado. Whenever Arsenal do this numerous bidding things, they don't end up signing the player, like with Mudrik, like with Vlaovic. Um multiple bids for players having not managed to get them. I mean, we got Ben White after putting in three bids for him. Um, well, let me go on Arsenal's all transfer. This is much easier for me to remember things if I do it that way. Arsenal, all transfers. Who did we put multiple bids in on to eventually get them? I think we got Zinchenko with our first one. I think Gabriel Jesus, we put in two. I think I remember saying that we need to negotiate a bit on him. Um, Aaron Ramsdale, certainly we had to bid a few times to go and get him. And eventually he came in. Um, but I think they're kind of the most recent options. So we have been in situations where we've bid numerous times for a player and got them, but certainly there are plenty of examples of times where we've done that and haven't got them. So I don't think it's safe to say we've never done it because we definitely have done it. But uh, yes, there are certainly a number of options that we are, um, you know, (laughs) that we haven't been able to get. So there you go. Um, Mohamed says we could and should have signed either Palinja or Anana in the summer for realistic prices, and we missed out on both. Uh, that's potentially one of the lessons learned. Yes, uh, I, I talked about it before, you know, in, in the summer. I said we should have had a midfielder then. We should have another, another midfielder this window. It's a position that we should have had sorted. It's a frustration. It's a failing of the club at the moment. It's a frustration. It really is. But we've done some really good stuff outside of it. But the midfielder... You know, we've not signed. Um, we've not signed what I believe to be a starting quality midfielder since Partey. You know, uh, we've signed Lakonga, but yeah, Lakonga's had his struggles. We've not signed a starting quality eight or six since 
We signed Partey in 2020. That's a long time to go without having signing a midfielder, and we should have definitely looked to bring one in by now. Um, Nigel says, Patino isn't ready. I saw him play at the weekend, um, and the balls into him are not sticking, although he is a talent. Uh, it's always difficult to go after one game. I've watched a lot more of him this season, and I do think that there is the ability for him to transition and make that step up to the Premier League, but it is a last resort. And I think Arsenal fans should be, you know, certainly not be pushing for that as a priority, but certainly only as a last resort. Christopher Satchan says, would you take Camavinga? Yes, but he's not leaving Real Madrid. So that's not really possible at all. Uh, Raf says, I think Partey's potential injury has raised my anxiety levels. Uh, we need to go to our top fee and move on. If they reject it quickly, go and get your next target. Absolutely, Raf. Um, Freddie says, what kind of question is, would you take Camavinga? <laughs> of course we would. <laughs> it's just not, unfortunately, very possible. Uh, Sia Bonga says, uh, when did Arsenal place a second bid for Caicedo? Uh, yesterday. Um, says, I feel like you guys don't know what you're talking about, really, just like the Madrid deal. Uh, the reports are that, yeah, indeed, according to every outlet under the sun, um, other than them, ironically, that uh, Arsenal did uh, face, uh, did place a bid of, of 80, uh, sorry, of 70 million pounds yesterday. 65 plus five uh, was the bid. So that's when it went in. Uh, let's go to Stephen. who says, I would walk away from this transfer window unless Arsenal start getting some decent quotes uh, on players. And I think what he means by that is reasonable prices for players. Um, now she says, harsh on Sabayos. Yes, he is turning into a great option for Real Madrid. Yeah, he's doing quite well there this season. Fair play to him. One trophies there with them now as well. Uh, PJT says, how much damage has the last few windows had conditioning a problematic and unmanageable inflation of market value? If just improving your squad takes 70 million, what does a world-class talent take? Yeah. And the thing is, you know, if Arsenal were to spend 70, 80 million pounds on Caicedo, we can't necessarily moan at Chelsea. Do you know what I mean? We can't necessarily moan at just them because we ourselves would be buying into this inflation of the market by spending that amount of money on him. So it's all well and good us moaning at Chelsea for inflating it. But if we buy into it and go with it, you know, we've only got ourselves to look at at the same time as well. Uh, Tom says, Kalstrom scored a key penalty for us in the FA Cup against Wigan in the semis, paving the way for our first silverware in a decade. Even a mediocre, a mediocre loan can make a difference. Sure. I mean, you could argue that anyone else could have probably scored the penalty as well. But uh, but yeah, sure. Let's give him credit for that. Uh, Mira says, maybe do a rating of 10 DMs Arsenal could sign. You did 30 last time and we signed Trossard about three days later. 10 DMs means we'll sign somebody tomorrow. Short and sweet so Edu can act fast. Maybe you're right. Maybe we shorten those options down. That might be the way forwards. Um, let's go. Would you take Modric? Uh, again, Real Madrid aren't selling bizarre. Uh, I'd sign him on a one-year deal, but uh, yeah, they're not selling. So uh, no way that's happening. Uh, James says, if we have 70 million, just get someone else. What are your thoughts? Yes. Who is the question? <laughs> Who do you go and get? That That is the big money question. It's all well and good as saying, you know, we've got the money, just sign someone. Who is the question? For me, I'd go and get Ibrahim Abamba for 25 million. I think it's a good move for us to do. It brings in the body that we need. It's a really versatile player, uh, great tackler, really dynamic and uh, it's good mobility as well. Progressive, has done really well against top teams already like Benfica this season. Uh, showed good transition, good adaptability as well. Uh, I'd go and get Bamba for me. Uh, he's the player I'd push for. But uh, let's see. Let's see what happens between now and the window's completion. Alan says, what about Amrabat? I'm pretty sure I saw a report that Fiorentina 
said that they categorically weren't selling him. Uh, let me just check that. Yes, uh, Fiorentina make decision on Sufian Amrabat. Uh, Fiorentina are intent on keeping midfielder Amrabat beyond this month's transfer deadline. It follows interest from the likes of Liverpool and Spurs in recent weeks. Um, so, yes, it seems as though he also not for sale at this stage. Uh, the Don says, what about Manu Kone, uh, a player that I don't know much about at all, currently playing for... Oh, sorry. Yes, I do know who he is. Borussia Mönchengladbach player. Yeah, he was actually suggested, I think, by Tifo in their Sensible Transfers video. Apparently a good player, um, but uh, apparently not one that we are looking at because I've not heard anything or seen anything about that. Uh, Bamba does, yes, Matt, have a release clause. 30 million euros is the release clause. Um, so there you go. Uh, Clarky Boy says 62 million clause for Zubamendi. Just ad- activated it. Cheers, Clarky Boy. I hope that you're signing in for Arsenal. <laughs> Let's just see if anything's happened in the last few moments. Uh, whilst we've been podding, of course, it's worth always checking. Um, uh, the socials, yes. Pedro Porro, uh, the deal is off. Chelsea talks Renner Fernandez have advanced, uh, but nothing else um, at all on anything Arsenal related breaking this morning. Uh, I should tell you that I'll be live at 9.30 over on Deluda Guna's channel as well. We've got a good chat catch up with DG. So if you want to have further chats, we can have a chat over there. So I'll be over there. And then if I've got time, here's my day off today. So I do have time. I may be able to put together a midfielder video for deadline day. Uh, As I said, tomorrow morning, 8am, I won't be here because I'm doing a deadline day shift at work. I'll be working from 6 till 4 at 4 p.m. UK time, I'll be jumping on to do a show with you all to kind of round up how things are looking at that stage. We'll probably then do a podcast later on in the evening with a few people to discuss the window. I also want to try and rekindle the podcast that we do with Clive and Ask Blog, etc. at the end of each window. We've done it for the last two windows now. Hopefully we can do it um, again today. I just want to say thank you, of course, to everybody that has joined us throughout the window. Um, it means a lot that you've helped support the channel and continually watch this show. If this has become a really key part of your mornings, I think that's great. And just know that when the window closes, that this isn't the end of the 8am shows. We continue forwards, of course. Um, Dan points out any member videos. Yes, potentially. I'm probably going to plan on doing a member video to kind of review a look back at the window Um, this week. uh, There'll be a time we can do that. Of course, we'll have the preview for the Everton game as well. So lots to come. Please do drop a like on the video. Please do subscribe if you are new. As I said, the 8 a.m. shows aren't going anywhere other than tomorrow because I'm working for deadline day. Um, But uh, yes, I'll be back with you tomorrow, 4 p.m. I might be back with you later with a midfielder menu, if you like, Uh, if if I have time to put it together. We'll have to wait and see. And uh, we'll have lots to talk about, I'm sure, but uh, plenty to do. Thank you, everybody that's tuned in for the morning shows across the window. It's been crazy. I'm kind of glad the window's coming to a close, I have to be honest. It's been stressful as hell. Uh, I was looking at my screen time on my phone the other day. Apparently, I spent eight hours on average looking at my phone, and 42% of that is Twitter, which is kind of mental when you think about it. That needs to be That needs to be sorted out ASAP. So, yes. Uh, Anyway, thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. Drop a like. Subscribe if you're new. Thank you so much. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go. And you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. 
perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.